The Investigator's Toolbox is here. Are you a licensed investigator, an investigative or security professional? How would you like to gain work-based skills, be more productive, and grow your business? Well, welcome to the investigatorstoolbox.com. Check out this industry-changing website that's pioneering into the future today. You can network with other investigators in our forums. You can take a webinar, check out a blog, or read an article to brush up on your skills. You can visit our vast resource catalog of research websites and bookmark them in your own private library. Everybody's talking about the Investigator's Toolbox. This really is the future of networking, learning, and resource management. Check this out. For a limited time, we're offering a legacy discount for new members. If you sign up early, we'll save you 25%. Take advantage of exclusive discounts from site partners like Crosstracks, Delvepoint, PI Magazine, Hetherington Group, ScopeNow, Paraben, and so many more. Just visit the website investigators-toolbox.com and check out the demo video in the Who We Are section. Can you afford 41 cents a day? If the answer is yes, then don't delay. Join the community. Investigatorstoolbox.com. These discounts won't last. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Welcome to the wrap-up episode for Quick Hits Osmosis Con 2020. Over the last nine weeks, we've met the speakers for the Osmosis Convention, but on today's show, Matt wraps everything up and drives home the importance of this yearly event. Our sponsors today are Osmosis Con 2020 and TheInvestigatorsToolbox.com. Now let's welcome your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. Welcome everybody to the next episode of Quick Hits. We are on the wrap-up show for Osmosis Con 2020. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's episode. I kind of wanted to do a review. We uh, spent the last eight weeks talking to some of the speakers that are going to be uh, presenting at Osmosis Con, and we got a, a, an insight as to uh, what they're going to be talking about, what they're about, and I just wanted to uh, to cover that and uh, talk about the conference again. I'm not sure if you're on the fence of whether or not you wanted to attend this year. Um, I know uh, it's not an in-person thing. It's, it's going to be something that's online. And um, you know, it's a little bit different this year. But I'm really excited, uh, especially after talking to the speakers. Wow. I mean, each week it was just one after the other, after the other, after the other. We got almost all of them. <laughs> we couldn't lock down Hendrick. Yeah, the schedules just didn't uh, line up. But you, know, you basically heard from everybody. Kirby Plessis was another one that we didn't get a chance to talk to again, but she's been a guest on the show before, so we know what she's about. You can go back and listen to one of her older episodes on PI Perspectives. We talked about Reddit. That was a really good one, too. It's thoroughly indexed. At least the public stuff in Reddit, there is private content in Reddit. You're not going to get that in Google, but the public stuff is very well indexed in Google, unless it's super fresh, like brand new, just, just written. So I would just start with that. I would just start on Google and do a site colon and then type reddit.com space and whatever keywords you're looking for. And you're going to start pulling stuff up. Now, one other thing that I would do is if you are investigating, maybe you are doing due diligence on a company, or if you're investigating a specific domain or company, take that domain of that company. So for example, pluses.net, my company, you would just say, just in the URL, put reddit.com slash domain slash pluses.net. And that's immediately going to show you everywhere that anybody has posted a link from that website into Reddit. 
And it's a great way to see like what's being shared about that site. Wow. So uh, yeah, just reflecting back on the different folks that came on here and what they, uh, what they talked about, I, I really appreciate this year's lineup. It's completely different than previous lineups, right? So everyone speaking there pretty much uh, other than Amber uh, and Cynthia tag teaming together, I think uh, are, are new. They haven't, uh, haven't spoken before. And I'm really, really excited. I'm excited for them because they get to experience what's going on. And uh, I'm excited uh, to attend and learn something new. Some of the highlights for me, Micah Hoffman, the, the web breacher. If open source intelligence people share their techniques, then the sites that we're actually doing OSINT on and gathering that data on, they might close those privacy gaps that we might be exploiting, and then we lose access to the site. Right. But within the cybersecurity world, we do that all the time. We expect that people will close the holes and fill those gaps, right. and we just have to find another way in. Right. So I found it very interesting, and I also found that there weren't a lot of people sharing their tools and techniques, essentially. And I kind of wanted to, to give back to the – to generate and help generate and build the OSINT community right. through whatever way I could. That was a, that was a really cool one. John Pizzurro, I, I really, really just love his topic. I cannot wait uh, to hear about that. This whole social engineering and the way how he uh, he approaches it with having the uh, the neurological uh, aspect of it, I thought was really, really fascinating. I teach cognitive interviews, and I think that's the soft skill too that people don't realize is that you can actually get a lot of information out of people, but all you have to do is ask and listen. And I think that. Sometimes investigators are so busy trying to check the boxes and get the information that they need that they're not listening to different cues. So I think right. that's that's another important part, too. Brian Pate was another one. Uh, the pharmaceuticals, I think that one's going to be really cool. So Battle Street is a multilingual text analytics company that focuses on um, ingesting publicly available information translating it, analyzing it, and making it available to uh, researchers, investigators, um, emergency response personnel, and other personnel who might need to derive knowledge from publicly available information. And I've been there for about two years, and I uh, lead our business portfolio in DOJ, DHS, Department of State, the FedSiv market. You know, just every week speaking to somebody different um, and, and finding out what they're, uh, what they're all about. Uh, Chris Poulter last week was was amazing too. His whole take on uh, on uh, research was really, really, really cool. I really like the sort of diverse nature of the, the topics because it it had some really you know ground level um, uh, perspectives of how you know, private investigations go all the way through to uh, sort of high level um, you know corporate macro perspectives of, of how whether it's OSINT or or um, even you know the fusion of open and closed um, investigative techniques to, to achieve an outcome. So I really like the diversity of the topics. Uh, and so I, I took away a lot from that perspective. And obviously coming from Australia, uh, we do things differently. We we have different, you know, resource methods, different right. legal parameters. So I always like seeing how other countries operate at all the different levels, whether it's you know local, state, federal, whatever it is. I think um, you know getting different perspectives and learning from other people is, is super valuable. Right. Uh, it was just a great event to come together and and um, uh, you know bump heads and talk offline. Uh, you know with, with other sort of um, 
people in this field, and I think that's that's a, a fantastic thing to, to, to leverage. So I tip my hat to the Osmosis team for putting it together and Cynthia. So, um, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year as well. And uh, who doesn't love Amber Schroeder? No matter what happens in the world, there's always going to be enough investigative um, work to go around. Yes. I don't think that's ever really slim pickings out yeah, there. Yeah, yep, yep. So, yeah, and definitely not right days. now. Even during yeah. a pandemic, I think people are realizing maybe initially it was a little harder, right. but it's really picking up as people are realizing maybe they don't want to live with the person they've been locked up with for the rest of well, their life. Got a lot of those, yep. yep. Yeah. That's going to be an amazing one too. So I, I'm just um, really, really looking forward to it. And uh, you should too, right? If you have not uh, experienced osmosis, now is the best time to do it. You can do it from the privacy of your own home. And uh, it looks like the content is actually going to be available for a long time too. So, you know, it's something really, uh, really to consider. So I guess I should probably ask um, myself uh, a couple of questions, right? So what do I think is a good characteristic? So we uh, we heard from everybody, and the consensus was you know the the tenacity, uh, someone willing to uh, to really spend time looking into uh, into research uh, was pretty much, I guess the um, the general consensus of what makes a good researcher, uh, somebody who really uh, really knows how to how to take their time and and look at different places. I I think having a really good methodology. Uh, a good approach to it is something that could be a game changer too. Um, and just, uh, I guess the openness too, right? Having the openness to consider alternate possibilities, I think is something that's uh, really important, right? You can have your idea of what you think happened, but you got to be open to the idea that you could be completely wrong. Um, so I think somebody who's not prideful is another good characteristic, right? Uh, if you have the ability to admit that you're wrong, you're going to go a long way. So uh, we do not get it right every time. So um, just, just being able to, to be humble like that and not be prideful, I think, is another um, characteristic. Um, you know, I, I think the willingness to communicate with others in the industry, too, is, is a good um, point, right? So we've got that pivot. And this was another uh, characteristic I, I thought along the way with these conversations how uh, there's been this shift and this change in the last, I don't know, five years or so, where people within the research community are now starting to share their techniques and their tools and the, and the, and the way they get things done. You know, it, it didn't used to be that way. Everybody had their own way of doing things, and that was it. And that's what they were known for. And if you wanted to get something done, you had to go through that particular person. Um, that's the old way of doing things. Now we have things like osmosis, where people come together together, and uh, they discuss, right? It's the meaning of the minds. And uh, uh, apparently there may be some musical instruments uh, there at some point. Uh, it seems like we've got some drummers and some, some guitar players and everything like that. You know, it was uh, really, really, really cool to do all that stuff. So I would say like having that characteristics or those characteristics of, um, of a good researcher are really, uh, really important. Um, I'd say if uh, if I wasn't uh, doing what I'm doing, if I could pick anything else, that was one of the other questions that we were asking everybody, right? If you were not doing research and you're doing something different, what do you see yourself doing? Uh, for me, I mean, if you listen to my show, you know that I, I'm a musician too. I just love to play music. So for me, it would be playing music every day. I would absolutely, absolutely 100% 
do it every day if I could. It's um, something I really, really enjoy. And it was really cool to, to meet other investigators, people that um, have that kind of background too, right? Um, so I remember talking to, uh, to Justin at one point. We uh, stopped recording the, um, the podcast and we, we chatted for another 40, 45 minutes or so on uh, on just music and uh, that was a really cool connection and there's like a bunch of people in OSINT who are super talented musicians or yeah. producers um, yeah. and it's been really cool to because uh, I am neither a super talented musician or producer right. um, so it's been really cool to kind of go to folks and be like teach me everything you know or right. how do you make this sound or you know what are the components of a good song you know these types of things so totally if I wasn't doing that I would be making music. So what's your instrument of choice? I play a bunch of different instruments. So I play drums, guitar, keyboard. Um, that's that's I, uh, that's all I have so far. And then uh, I do looping. So right. use a uh, use a looper with all of the instruments. I feel like I made a bunch of friends talking to people because uh, I didn't know everybody, right? So these people are all first-time um, conversations. But I did spend time after these interviews um, talking further I thought that was really cool, right? Uh, I know Nick Finberg, he likes to go fishing, right? I didn't know that before. Now I know. <laughs> you know, uh, this is a hard uh, thing for me to think about because, like I said, I, I, I wanted to do this work uh, since I was, like, 16 years old. Uh, didn't really think about anything else and just, you know, kind of fell in love with it. So, you know, I, I love fishing. Um, I'm a big, lake fisherman, so uh, I've always thought about just, you know, I, everybody has those days where you're just like, you know what? this day sucks. I'm going to quit and go live this simple life. So I'm always like, you know what? I'm going to go run a bait shop up in Northern Wisconsin and find some, find some teenage kid to run the bait shop. And I'm going to go fish all day. Well, there you go. So it's not like the deadliest catch. You're not going out to like the, the crazy waters of Alaska. You're just taking it easy, right? Yeah. Live the easy life or, you know, I'll just uh, go like be a bartender in uh, some resort somewhere. So do you think you would have a cell phone in your pocket if you were out on the lake? Absolutely not. And he's an outdoors guy. And oddly enough, Dan Clemens is the same thing, right? He likes to uh, be outdoors. If, if he uh, was not doing research, he wanted to do something outdoors. I would probably do a lot more stuff in nature. I would probably work outside a little bit more. I would probably camp and hunt a lot more. I enjoy things that involve you know granular detail, but also things that don't enjoy granular detail. The things that I like right. that are you know demand precision. I like. Uh, I like to do long range precision shooting stuff. I like to roast coffee. I like to reload. You know, I like to, to mow the grass. Everybody brings something different to, um, to the table here. And uh, that's really, really, really neat. So um, I, I'm not going to drag it out and make a, a complete uh, super long winded infomercial here. I just wanted to, to get on for a bit and, uh, and just chat about it and really, um, you know, you guys should really consider uh, checking out the Osmosis if you if you haven't. If you've never gone before, it's something that, uh, you know, every year I have it on my calendar. It was one of the the, the jokes that I, I make always with Cynthia, right? When uh, when I'm at Osmosis, I, I'm like one of the first people to register for the, for the next year, right? And I'm not a super technical guy, right? I'm not one of these big time computer researchers, but I feel it's important to be there and at least know what's going on in the industry and how to do certain things and meeting people who know how to do things that I don't know how to do. So that like that sense of community, um, I think is really, really awesome. 
And uh, wow, there are a couple hundred people signed up for this. So that is pretty amazing. Also, I was looking at the um, at the site, you know, going into the global cast and uh, and seeing what's going on there. And that's one of the other cool things, right? So uh, I'd mentioned this before in an earlier podcast that this year I now have the ability to see who's going to be there and um, you know potentially reach out and make contact with people that are attending this as well. Um, and that's something that typically we couldn't do in the past, right? We had to wait until we were actually at the event to find out who was going to be there, right? You never really knew. Um, and uh, this year, at least you have the opportunity uh, to see someone's profile and say, oh, I know that name. I've never actually met this person. Let me reach out to them, introduce myself. Let's connect, right? So you have the ability to do that. And even the uh, the sponsor page, or pages on the uh, on the site are pretty awesome too. The really able to be interactive with uh, with the companies in there. So um, kudos to Cynthia and her team for putting this stuff together and just uh, you know refusing to uh, shut the doors and say COVID uh, wins and uh, you know we'll see you in 2021. Um, yeah, it, it did a really great job of putting this all together, and uh, I'm humbled and. Uh, excited to be a part of this project, right? And uh, in, in the little ways that I'm involved here, really excited. I think it's very cool. I think it's the future of conferences and things like that. I feel like now going forward, there's always going to be some sort of uh, web presence to these conferences that are taking place. And, uh, you know, I, I've participated in a bunch already. Uh, I've spoken uh, at a couple and uh, I've, I've gone to a few and uh, it's it's neat. It's neat to be involved and it's neat to see how it's just starting. And I know like two years from now or three years from now, it's going to be just absolutely amazing too. Um, yeah. I'm just waiting for the 3d version, right? <laughs> we can all be uh, setting up in the, in uh, the same room, the virtual reality uh, conference is, is going to be the next thing. So we're going to keep this episode kind of short. So I just, uh, I wanted to get on and just give my uh, two cents here for what it's worth of, uh, you know, how much I really enjoyed interviewing everybody. And I hope, you guys enjoyed uh, just a little insight to uh, the speakers and the folks that are going to be uh, participating uh, this year for this program. And hopefully it uh, helped you make a decision. Um, or hope it got, it got you really excited. If you signed up and you said, what am I getting myself into? Just getting a, a brief insight to, uh, to the programs and what, what they're going to talk about. And uh, maybe it helped you formulate some questions. Uh, maybe the podcast gave you the opportunity to reach out to the speakers before they even had a chance to give their presentation and just make, uh, make contact. So that was pretty cool. So I really, uh, I, I want to thank again, uh, Cynthia and her team, Paul, um, for reaching out, Paul Atkinson from, uh, Heatherton group. He, uh, helped put that together. So this was something we had talked about last year, uh, in Orlando and said, wouldn't it be cool if we could do that the coming year. So, uh, Nobody knew COVID was coming, but this is uh, what it turned into. And uh, yeah, I'm really happy with uh, with the podcast. I really appreciate you guys tuning in and supporting. And uh, I hope you continue to, to watch the show. We're going to go back to just regular Monday programs going forward for the rest of the year. Um, but, uh, but this was a good opportunity to actually uh, meet some people in the industry. And uh, that's it. That's a wrap for today. Uh, keeping it nice and short. So... Stay safe out there, everybody. Uh, We'll catch you on Monday for the next program. And uh, thank you again for tuning in. Take care. Well, we did it. Nine weeks of content about the conference. We hope you enjoy the insight and getting to know your speakers. It's not too late to sign up, you know. What are you waiting for? 
Can't make the live teaching? No problem. You have access to the content for the entire year. Now go to osmosiscom.com for details. Also, be sure to check out investigatorstoolbox.com. And did you know Cynthia has provided free webinars to the Investigators Toolbox? You can also find webinars from Amber Schroeder and Kirby Plessis. And if you're serious about research, you need to check this site out now. Once again, the investigators-toolbox.com. Now thanks for tuning in. Next week, we have a bonus show on Thursday. IDI sponsors a roundtable discussion with Neil Cadell, Mike Doris, Kelly Riddle, and Jimmy Messis. And of course, your host, Madge Spare. This discussion, you don't want to miss. Now stay safe out there, everyone.